Welcome to the Go Forth podcast. I'm Don McCrabb with the United States Catholic Mission Association. Before I turn it over to Ben for this week's witness, I wanted to take a moment to offer a prayer of gratitude. Oh God, we are grateful for the witnesses who make mission come alive every week. We are grateful for our commentators who magnify mission in the Sunday readings. And we are grateful to our listeners who welcome mission into their hearts, into their lives. Thank you, O God, for this incredible ministry. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, Christmas is a time for giving. Please give a gift of mission. Give to our Go Forth ministry. The link is in the show notes. You can always give through the USCMA website on our donate page. Together, we are building a new future for mission, taking the good news to the ends of the earth. Thank you and God bless you and your families in this holiday season. Now to Ben and our witness. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast of the Go Forth program. And everyone, Merry Christmas. We have a unique and different kind of podcast today. I want to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Roberto Bukowski, and his wife's name is Lisa Lean. And I get to have on the podcast my wife, Joshu Leo Young. Hello, everyone. Hello, Hi, everybody. nice to be here. Hi, everyone. Okay. We want to celebrate Holy Family Week. So we want to talk a little bit about the joys of Holy Family Week. Joshua, could you please open us up, please, in a word of prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. With this prayer to the Holy Family. O Holy Family, bless and protect all the families of the world. Safeguard their unity, fidelity, integrity, and dignity. Enable them to live according to God's law that they may fulfill their sublime vocation. May their lives be a reflection of yours, and may they enjoy your presence forever in heaven. Amen. Amen. And the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Joshua. So our theme again this week is Holy Family Week. And something that is in common with the Bukowskis and our family is that our, our families are both guardians to family members that came into our lives. And we're just so blessed by that, and we wanted to share our story. So how about we start out with Roberto and Lisa Lean. How about you share how you became guardians of a loved one in your home? Sure. We had become foster parents in the Fairfax County foster care system here in Virginia after we learned that we would not be able to have children. When you celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, it can sometimes be hard on couples who are going through infertility and wondering when they're going to get to hold their their children and, and have their family. And recognizing that sometimes God sends us family in unexpected packages and asks us to love unexpected people. And that's what happened with us. We were prepared to welcome any child that the county gave us. And the county saw fit to 
give us a young woman. She was 17. They expected that they would be reuniting her with her family fairly quickly, but could we provide care in the meantime? And we said, of course, she's always welcome in our home, no matter what. And she did have some extenuating circumstances, including language, in that English was not her first language. And we just adapted and did our best to make sure she could access foods she wants and felt at home. And five years later, our house is filled with her brother who came to us as the pandemic started in 2020. He was also a teenager at the time. And on the Feast of the Annunciation, Roberto drove to another state, picked him up because he wasn't going to be able to stay with family members there, brought him back. We gave him my office and a sofa to sleep on. And eventually my siblings provided an extra bed that they had. And he became our second foster child. And eventually we also added foster grandchildren to the mix. Mm -hmm. And so now we have a multi-generational, multicultural house. So it was not the family we expected. We wanted a big family, but this was not at all the route we expected. And, and I should specify that the, the foster grandchildren are the, the children of our of our first foster daughter, the one who came to us in, in 2017. She now has two children of her own. Um, then we are blessed to, to call them our grandchildren. And she, that's how she referred to them. She said, I'm going to give you a grandchild, which really showed that she had chosen us as well to be her surrogate parents or her new parents. And Lisa Lean talks about how we said we would take whatever child the county gave to us. And that came from a conversation we had had when we, when we learned we could not have, have our own children. Our first idea was to adopt. And we discussed how when, when people give birth, they just trust God to, they take whatever child God gives them. Whatever child they give birth to, that is their child. They just choose that child before the child is even born. And I thought we should apply the same philosophy that whatever child... It comes to us that we embrace that child as the child that God intended. And it's very interesting because as, as I was thinking about that, at the time, I worked for the Diocese of Arlington Mission Office. And I told one of our missionary priests that we were going to adopt. At that time, we were still thinking about adoption. And he offered a prayer. And he offered a spontaneous, extemporaneous prayer. And one thing he said that really struck me, he said, Heavenly Father, I know you have already selected the child intended for Roberto and Lisa Helene. And that really struck a chord with me that I knew at that moment that whatever child came into our home was meant to come into our home, that God had already chosen that child. And he is saying this prayer for us in 2015. So I truly believe that God knew that this young lady was going to need foster care and he chose us and she came into our lives very deliberately by God's design. So I really feel that God brought her to us the same way he brings children to every couple. Children are with the parents that God intended for whatever reason and maybe children are with a couple that, you know, children, you know, say, well, what about children that are with abusive parents? God has a plan to help that child heal at some point. 
I believe that we are part of God's plan to heal our foster children from the traumas that they've had to suffer. I only hope that we can be worthy of that of that selection. Mm. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lisa Lean and Roberto, for sharing. What a wonderful journey. And now they're not only parents, you're grandparents. Yeah. What a deal. Yes, we got bonus children out of it. <laughs> and it's the best kind because when you're a grandparent, you get to play with the little ones. Maybe you change a few diapers, but mostly, you know, when things get messy, you hand them back. Right. <laughs> but so we're also there when things get messy and we can't hand them back. Right. Um, our foster children, they are Honduran immigrants. They came as unaccompanied minors. So there's a lot of rights and privileges they don't have. And uh, one of them is oh, sick time from work. And so while our, our foster daughter, she's working now, just today, one of our grandchildren was sick. The three-year-old was sick. And Jasmine cannot afford to take time off from work, but I can. I get paid sick time. So I took her to the doctor. We really co-parent, so we don't play the, the grandparent card of hand the child back as often as we m- maybe might be able to. We're, we're in it with them, and we're available 24 hours a day, and we've been called upon at every hour of the day to come in and, and, and co-parent. And we're very blessed to be given that opportunity. Yeah. Oh, a- absolutely. And you shared a little bit of Christ's love, and and look what you got. You got yeah. you got so many blessings. This is what a wonderful story to hear. Yeah. And it's really it's been reflected back to us because although Roberto uses the term co-parent, we as much as possible are deferring to the parenting choices that their parents make together in the way that they want their children raised. And yet at the same time, trying to exemplify the love and a different way of parenting that their parents weren't necessarily exposed to that isn't quite the the classic disciplinarian. And there's a Latina stereotype about La Chancleta, which is a, a mother's shoe. <laughs> which is a very dangerous weapon in a house and parenting without that. And so that it's just a joke as opposed to a threat and modeling how to do that and how to help children follow directions without threats and things like that. So mm-hmm. modeling how to parent as well as how to love. And that's what mm-hmm. you guys are doing. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm going to switch it now and have Josh, you share a little bit about Joshua and I have become guardians to a young man who is six feet two. So a lot of food, but a lot of love. Joshua? So we did not experience a full infertility, at least Lisa Helene and Roberto have experienced, but we did experience secondary infertility. Ben and I had wanted to have a huge family because both of us came from big families. But God granted us two biological children. One is 25 and one is 16 now. But in between, we still yearn for more children, but we understand that God brings children to our lives in different ways than we expect. So through time, we every child we face, whether it be our children's friends, or family members, we just thought that 
how God would want us to be reaching out to his children. A couple years ago, we met this single mom and her teenage son. In the beginning, God has already been preparing our hearts because first time we met him through inquiry told us that his father had passed away when he was five. And so I think our whole family, including our son, who heard the story. So we knew then that his dad had passed away and our hearts just went out to him. And since then, somehow there's like a special connection with the mother and the son that we met. And she somehow trusted us enough that this last year when she found out she has stage four cancer last summer, she called an emergency meeting with us. And for us, we had just come back from visiting our daughter, who's a cloister nun in Italy. When we were just going over through the emotions of the human side of feeling like we lost a daughter, even though we know she has chosen the better. So immediately after we got back, she called a meeting and she asked if we would take her son, if she something were to happen to her, him, take him into our home. And it was like a no-brainer. Ben would joke that I never asked for his opinion. Uh, but I knew that we always had a heart for him. And so God had prepared our hearts for, for him the last few years. So when eventually she passed away six months later, and the day after she passed, this young man moved into our life at age 16. You know, when we got back from Italy, we didn't even unpack our bags. We immediately went over. She said she needed an emergency talk to us. And if I may add, too, that I was kind of upset at God. Dear Lord, is this, this, this how you treat your followers taking away my daughter? No wonder you have so many enemies. And, and I, was, I was kind of bitter. And we got back from Italy, and we didn't unpack our bags. We rushed on over to her house, and she says, will you, will you take care of my son if something were to happen to me? And you're right, Joshua didn't even look at me. She just said, sure, we'll take care of him. And I sat there like, what, what am I, chopped liver? I don't, even, I don't even get a say in the matter. And Joshua humbly corrected me privately and said, you know, this is not about you. This is about taking care of one of God's little children. Mm-hmm. And she was so right. She was so right. And again, six months later, unfortunately, Julie lost her battle with cancer. I'll never forget the day that he moved into our house and he picked the bedroom that he wanted to be in. And we are so grateful for him entering our house and being a part of our family. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Some of the things that matter when you welcome new family member, you know, the letting them choose where to sleep, being able to choose a room helped so much and helping people to find the food that they're used to. Like food is so important, especially to (laughs) teenagers and young people. (laughs) When 
teenager comes into your life, they've got some certain ideas and about the way the world is and also about what to eat and what is food and what isn't food, right? So the only complaint we heard about food was like I kept throwing vegetables at her. I kept trying to get her to eat. You know, we had some relationship things we had to work through, but the only major complaint that she had initially was, you know, that I kept trying to feed green uh, vegetables to her. And it's not that she doesn't like vegetables. She just doesn't like the ones I grew up eating in the Midwest because they're not as familiar. So (laughs) once we handed over the shopping list and said, get what you want, everything was happy. And she makes amazing food. Yeah, that was actually a a win for us uh, because she is an incredible cook and she loves to cook. So letting her pick the foods she wants, we actually worked, like I said, we, we, we were actually beneficiaries because then when she, when she cooks, one, one other cultural trait that she brought with her is that, you know, when she cooks, she cooks for everybody. And so, oh yeah, we, we, we eat very well now. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful that, that your dietary consumption is better. And for us, it was an adjustment too. Uh, Josh, you want to share a little bit about that too? Our biological son and bonus son are both 6'2". They play a lot of sports. And so it, it was a challenge to feed these two. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely very rewarding just to be able to provide a, a safe place. Mm-hmm. We told him that please don't feel like you have to put a happy face for us because we know you're going through so much. Grieve when you have to. Be silent as you need. Just let us know. So basically be free to do what you need to do. We were focused on our adjustment to our bonus son, but later on as we read his college essay, we realized that he had to go through so much adjustment going from his two-person household to now four-person household and um, he also said that we were a lot more extroverted and conversational than what he's used to but it's been quite a blessing for us so not only that it's been so helpful for our son and i gotta share the story i retired in december of 2022 and i was looking for a full-time job to work for the church And my biological son, he reprimanded me and corrected me and said, hey, you're going to be a father to someone who basically hasn't had a father. Your job, your priority is for the family and to take care of the family. And so here's this 16-year-old boy correcting me, and he was right too. And it's just been such a blessing to be a parent to both. One other quick story I got to share too. When uh, Bonus Son came over once with his mom, he went out to the deck and he goes, what's that? I go, that's a barbecue grill. He'd never experienced a barbecue grill. And I said, oh, buddy, have I got some treats for you. But, th- but again, that joy of getting him a bike, teaching him about barbecue, the joys of different foods and just different life and driving, we're all blessed much more than what we've given. 
we get the joys of giving Christ love a little and getting so much in return. Mm -hmm. I think many people say to us, oh, he's so fortunate to have you guys. And my response has always been that we are so lucky to have him. God always gives you more than what you give. And our openness to him joining us has given us so much more blessing than we, we could imagine. So. And this reminds me of our Sunday readings. And again, it is the feast of the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And how apropos these readings are for us as we celebrate our families as well as the Holy Family. But how do these readings magnify our call to mission as we are guardians to one of God's children? To me was the fidelity to the Lord and the trust. And Jesus, I trust in you, which those words that he gave to St. Faustina and Roberto and I got to see the Divine Mercy image in all the churches that we visited in Canada during our honeymoon because the Divine Mercy is a huge dev devotion there. And that is something that I think really comes through these scriptures. When we think about our relationships with each other, how important mercy is and forgiveness. We make mistakes I think um, especially becoming foster parents and wanting to pour over love and not having I mean, the experience of growing with children from the time they're born until they land in your life. Like for us, especially like we had to go from toddler to 17 like really fast and also backstop some developmental stages that didn't happen for our foster children. And there's a lot of mercy involved because we made mistakes sometimes saying yes when we should have said no sometimes saying no when we should have said yes and being able to trust in the lord and as the psalm for the week says psalm 128 and the refrain is blessed are those who fear the lord and walk in his ways and when you know that his ways include forgiveness and mercy then that's an excellent theme for a family because sometimes we hurt each other and being able to find that forgiveness and model it is so hugely important. And I, I think Lisa Lane really touches on how you make mistakes, but it's that constant trust in the Lord. The, the second reading, which this Sunday is from the letter to the Hebrews, and it's about the faith of Abraham when he was asked mm -hmm. to give up Isaac. Abraham was being tested and he did not want to but he trusted as parents we are often asked to make very very difficult decisions and when we're faced with those decisions we have to put our trust in the lord we have to really reflect and pray and trust that god is guiding us in the right direction when you're tested trust the lord mm. my Reflection is related to Colossians reading, the part that says, And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Every day can be very ordinary, and mm -hmm. it's through the little things that we do every day in word or deed 
that actually God can use for extraordinary ways. To you never know the little things you do it out of love. How God would use that nurturing children every day can be very ordinary. <laughs> Get up six a.m. to make their lunches or drive them places, and just every thoughts, every word, every action that. We can give it to God and give thanks for whatever happens. Give thanks, and what Roberto also said, just trusting in the Lord and be at peace. In the, the reading of Colossians, it says, "The peace into which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts." And I don't know about you guys, but ever since we became guardians, I was at peace. I was like, you know, Lord, hey. You make it very clear to me, I'm not the smartest little chip on the land, and it was very, very clear we needed to do this, but I'm at peace because you're in control. You're in control, Lord. You got the game plan. Just help us to walk in your ways. And I think that's what I felt overall in this whole process. The other thing, too, is by the example of the Holy Family, when they were in the temple, they gave the pair of turtle doves. And a lot of people think, whoa, that is classy move. That is the cheapest of the cheapest gift because that's all they could afford. But they gave everything. And when we give everything, when we surrender all, we get blessed. And this is the situation here. Hey, Lord, you're in control. We're letting you direct the ship, and we'll just follow you in your ways. And from there, we've been all blessed. I said earlier today to our bonus son, Hey, man, we got no regrets, buddy. We're in this for the long term. It's, this has been a blessing because we asked this permission to talk beforehand. And that is so true. And I know for you all, the same too. No regrets. This has been a blast. This has been a blessing that we never thought God would bless us so much. It's a beautiful celebration, the Feast of the Holy Family. And we are blessed. Uh, before I let you all go, is there any advice you have for any of our listeners who might be thinking about, hey, becoming guardians to a young one who needs needs help? Follow, follow God's guidance. You know, pray, reflect, and follow your heart. I, I encounter people when I when I talk about our foster care experience. Some of them say, "Oh, I, I should do that." And they, it's almost like they feel guilty for not being foster parents, and, <laughs> and not not everyone is called to be a foster parent or an adoptive parent, but God has a calling for you. And if you feel that this is your calling, then pursue it. If it's not, God will let you know. Follow follow the Holy Spirit. But if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do, just do it, and the Holy Spirit will, will steer you in the right direction. Yeah, and I think to connect that back to the presentation to the temple, there is no family that exists on an island we are all part of a community and the ritual of presenting in the temple and the things that we do whether as part of church life within sports or other community activities like scouting or you know even just being that neighbor who's always helpful those things have a huge impact on young people who are always seeking examples of how they should be in the world and how to be the bright light as opposed to to some of the dark things that they see. So following in foster care specifically, there is a lot of support. You're not alone. You get 
training, you have a resource team behind you, and some foster parents go through the excruciating pain of sending a child that they love back to a birth family that they may not love, but knowing that it's the right thing to do for that child and that family, and making that ultimate sacrifice much like Abraham did, because God is saying, okay, there's been healing and it's time to move on. And creating the space in life for healing is a full-time ministry of its own. And that's where every parent sees that as their children stumble through life. And we all suffer with them and and have to figure out and discern and, and offer to God, okay, do, do I step in here or do I let you help them through other hands or how do we make this an experience that draws them closer to you because that's what we want for all of our kids is to know that they're loved. And kind of echoing what Roberto said earlier, if you feel tugged in your heart, in this part of the second reading, it says, and let the peace of Christ control your hearts. Mm -hmm. Just trusting that if God brings this child into our lives, he will give what we need to do every day. Mm, yeah, I, I love everyone's advice. The only other thing that I can, I think, add to it also is have joy. Yeah. Because everyone, after we announced that we have a bonus son, everybody was like, whoa. Everybody had questions. And it was a golden opportunity to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. it was a golden opportunity to share, hey, we're doing this. Not only because we are blessed, we're doing this because we're following God's will in our lives. We're following what Christ would want us to do. As uh, Lisa Lean shared about being that light to this crazy world of ours where we can share a little bit of Christ's love to a young, growing child. And at the same time, too, let others know, hey, we are different because we have God's love in our midst. And so, like I said earlier, we are blessed, not only with the example of the Holy Family, we are blessed because God has chosen us to take care of someone. Mm -hmm. and, and what a wonderful blessing that is. Yeah. So it's, it, the, Jesus was the ultimate unexpected child in a thousand <laughs> different ways. And I look at our foster children and I see Jesus in them all the time in the ways that they model love, in the ways that they show love. And when they're very human moments, when they aren't perfect or they are frustrated as well, there's so much humanity that has opened up to me and my understanding of the world and, and broken my heart open to, to love more. Yes. Wonderfully said, Lisa Lee. This opportunity has helped us to love more. Bottom line. That's a blessing which... God has given us. Amen. Well, amen. amen. Well, Lisa, Helene, and Roberto, thank you so much for talking. And of course, my lovely wife, Joshu, was advise everyone to just listen to your wife. But I'm, I might still keep that in the notes here. So um, <laughs> I, I, I can attest that's good advice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to keep that in there. So, <laughs> well, again, Lisa, Helene, and Roberto, thank you so much for sharing about your beautiful family. And, and, and what a blessing too. it's been. Yes, and Josh, you thank you again so much. And from behalf of the entire Go Forth team, happy feast of the Holy Family.
Jesus, Joseph, and Mary. And may we all go forth and spread the good news. Thank you for listening to the Go Forth Podcast. Give the gift of mission this Christmas. The link is in our show notes. You can also donate through our website, uscatholicmission.org. Your gift provides the vital resources we need to keep Go Forth going. Thanks to OCP for permission to use Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Steffen. We are grateful to the USTMA board, the Catholic Communications Campaign, and all those amazing people who support this ministry, like you. As we love to say, wherever you are and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Thank you, and God bless you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, all your nations, glorify Him, glorify Him, you people. Steadfast is his kindness toward us.